0: You heard, uh, Wayne's skipped out on us this morning, so, uh, and Jim called me about 8.30, a quarter to nine, and said, what do you think? And I said, well, I think, I think so. <laughs> I guess so. And, uh, thought about it a little bit. He said the, uh this Advent was uh, on love and said I might ought to talk about that and I said well I probably could and probably will but uh, said I'm going to reach into James thought about that for a little bit and I thought I probably ought to go to Galatians or Ephesians for Lurleen but uh, (laughs) there's a lot of love there and uh, but anyway So, in short order here, if you want to, uh, if you have your Bibles, open them to James. I'm going to read quite a bit of Scripture, uh, talk about it just a little bit, but uh, it's my favorite book of the Bible, Uh, very self-explanatory, doesn't need a lot of of, uh, debate or, or understanding, and uh, so we'll just take off here Uh, this is James 1 I'm beginning with the 19th verse it says my dear brothers take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry for a man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires Therefore get rid of all moral filth and evil that is so prevalent, and humbly humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. That's a pretty straightforward statement. Do what it says. How many of us, we were talking in class this morning, how easy it is for us to just start changing little things and accepting little tweaks, you know? And uh, everyone wants to be progressive and inclusive and change just a little bit. And as we change, we find it in ourselves that if we change, we find ourselves going down the other path a different way than God's way. And so we need to just go back to the Bible, understand what He's saying, and and do what He says. It's real simple. Not uh, not let someone else influence us. And if you have a, a problem understanding or wanting to know, don't listen to what I say, Gerald says, or anyone else. If you have a question, get the Bible out and read it. The answer in there. You just need to look for it. They're uh, talking about love this morning and uh, talking about one another. And we should love one another. Not only our brothers and sisters in this congregation, but brothers and sisters across the land, across the world. Everyone is our brother and sister. We need to understand that and try to help and do what we can when we can. And it all comes from the inside, the heart, where God plants the Holy Spirit to direct you in whatever you do. So I'm going to skip on over here. Uh, This is uh, 2nd chapter, 14th verse, and I'm going to read some here. Just consider... uh, consider think about what I'm reading this is this is God's word what good is it my brothers if a man claims to have faith but has no deeds can such faith save him suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food if one of you says to him go I wish you well keep warm and well fed but does nothing about his physical needs what good is it in the same way faith by itself is not accompanied by action is dead but someone will say you have faith i have deeds show me your faith without deeds and i'll show you my faith by what i do you believe <coughs> excuse me you believe that there is one god good even, even, even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish man, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. He was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. In the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. We say that we have faith and that we love the Lord, but it shows by what we do in our everyday life where we are. If you're in the grocery store and you see someone there buying something and maybe they don't have money to finish up paying for it and they say, you know, put this back... I remember I was in there one time. And, uh, anyway, the lady said, I don't have money. Put those weenies back. And a little boy was standing there and he said, Mom, I want the hot dogs. <laughs> you know. Well, that's just the time for you to step up. As a Christian, you need to step up. It's, it's just like the Scripture says. If, you know, if a man asks you for a coat and food and you tell him to be warm and well-fed and go on your way, you're not... You're not following your faith. You're not doing what God expects of you, what He wants you to do. I'm going to sneak them over here and get into there. That. <laughs> Some that's going to step on your toes and my toes, but this is the Word of God. And I laugh quite often. And I don't like to really mention a lot of names from the pulpit, but I'm going to mention Sylvia's because we always talk about this. And it's that our tongue takes off before our brain or our heart moves. And so (laughs) this is good stuff from the book of James. And if you'll follow me reading, I'd love for you to do that. It's the third chapter. It says, Taming the Tongue. Not many of you should presume to be teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. And that's something that needs to be embedded in all of our teachers, myself and everyone that speaks the Word of God or tries to teach it. We all stumble in many ways if anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to keep his whole body in check. When we put the bits in the mouths of horses, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> we make them obey us. We can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. Consider a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil. Among the parts of the body, it corrupts the whole person, sets the whole course of his life on fire, and itself is set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, creatures of the sea are being tamed and have been tamed by man, but no man can tame the tongue. It is restless, evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be can both fresh water and salt water come from a spring? My brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or grapevine bear frigs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. (coughs) Excuse me. Anyway, that is God's word about our tongue. And how many of us so often, speak without thinking, and the feelings that we hurt, Ken, you always heard the old adage, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, and when you say it, it's gone, and even though you can go and apologize, do whatever you want, it's still there, it's still in the heart of that other person there's a thought that comes to my mind as I'm talking about that is that it says in scripture and I'm not going there but if you bring your offering to the Lord's table, to the temple and you have a quarrel with your brother or sister that you should put your offering down and go settle that account if you have a hardness in your heart and it says that God won't accept your offering if you don't take care of that and I heard one minister I'll just put it in his context because I thought it was pretty self explanatory and funny at the same time he said your prayer goes up to heaven and comes back and bounces back off your bald head because he's not going (laughs) to listen to you and the thing about it is there's a lot of truth in that God's not going to pay attention to you if you're not doing what he asks of you Apologize for the drainage. I'm going to end this with just another scripture from the the word. But um, I want you to know that we need, as a church family, and then mostly because we say we're Christians, to learn to love one another. Hard to do sometimes. It's really hard to do. I know personally, I'm a hard-to-love person, and I know that some of you, if you'll admit it, are the same way. So, <coughs> uh, But uh, we do need to do that, and we need to do it according to God's Word and His will. And His will is that we, we get along and that we love each other and that we step, we step up when we need to and that we chin the bar. This uh, this scripture is going to be 4th chapter, 11th verse. (coughs) Brothers, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against his brother or judges him speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but setting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and one judge the one who is able to save and destroy but you who are you to judge your neighbor so instead of judging we need to love one another and we need to make a concerted effort to do that in our heart Appreciate. we need to make an effort to do that and that comes internally that's not externally I can't do that today and then to it tomorrow. We need to make that change <coughs> in our heart. Excuse me, the sinuses are pouring this morning. Anyway, that's all I have. I do wish that uh, you would think about that. Read the book of James, like I said. That's, that's where I always go when God needs to straighten me out a little bit. Good place to look.